0: Before diving into today's episode, we're doing a quick shout out to our first partner here at Pat's Covered, the Human Collective. It's a community built to support, encourage and amplify a broad range of humans with an aim to get more diverse people into influential tech roles. I think we're all aware of the imbalances that can and do still exist in the industry and this is just one of the great ways to help lower those barriers. Um, I think the most exciting part of this all is the fact that this is a path continued Um, The Human Collective is being built out by Gretchen Scott, who was our guest on episode 10. Join the free community today over on Slack by heading to thehumancollective.com.au. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Pats Uncovered. It's a podcast where we get to talk about really untraditional uh, pathways into technology and today's one, I mean... We were just kind of talking about how I kind of even came across Dr. Padma gadiyar but this is such an interesting one because she has had a whole different journey, and I haven't had this kind of conversation before, but I'll let her do her own little introduction for me.
1: Thanks for having me, Akanksha. It's a great opportunity to be on your podcast because it's so much fun and candid, um, and uh, coming from where we are, you, you know, usually I record podcasts, uh, I like your enthusiasm.
0: Oh, I love it. This is... A very much um, enthused coffee conversation, let's be real. I've had like three cups of coffee at this stage. So it's a lot of caffeinated conversation, but I'm excited about this. And honestly, I mean, so you are a dentist, right? And you've moved into the whole AI world.
1: Yes, I'm a dentist. Uh, I've been practicing dentistry for the last 13 years. I'm a multi-site practice owner. I've written a book on uh, practice ownership. Uh, I've been running seminars, webinars, talking about uh, business ownership and transition and, uh, you know, everything about buying and selling. I've been in that industry for last uh, few years now. Um, and then I took the leap into AI and technology.
0: Oh, we've got so much to talk about. I love this. This is the perfect kind of little introduction. So let's dive in and take me back to kind of high school, college times. Obviously, you've done a degree in dentistry. Like, what was the interest in there? Like, how did that kind of start up?
1: I was always interested in healthcare because healthcare is something you can relate yourself. You can see it's like you see it, right? Yeah. Uh, rather than technology where you're coding and it's quite confusing in real life how it comes across. You know, it's it's quite So I was always into healthcare, And it was my mother's dream to uh, have a daughter as a doctor, you know, as an Indian parent. um, They provided me with the opportunity and I grabbed it with uh, (laughs) open arms. Uh, But I was always a good student, academically very strong, extracurricular very strong, uh, represented uh, my district state on uh, debating and elocution and everything. So all in all, um, I was quite a decent high achiever. I would say Uh, and quite curious every time it was about curious I wanted to learn something I was open-minded but coming from a small rural town in India we had only limited opportunities we didn't have internet and anything like what you guys have now growing up so with whatever we had the books and the libraries and everything we made the most out of it but then I went into getting married, coming to Australia, migrating here, finishing my exams. And I always wanted to be a business owner. That, it, that went without a doubt, because I come from a family of businessmen. So that was deeply engraved in me. But I never thought about entrepreneurship, to be honest. That has been something as along the journey that has kept me more in, uh, intuitive, you know, intuitive. Yeah. I, I'm curious, so that came as a part of the journey of growing growing not only uh, with experience, but growing in mindset and exploring what your possibilities was. As a dentist, I could only take care of 8 patients, 10 patients a day. When you have a dental practice, you'll probably take care of 40, 50 patients a day. When you have multiple practices, you'll take care of 100, 150 patients a day. But the question was, how do you take care of over a million 10 million patients a day and how could you have dentists without borders and scale globally, make it more available to anybody, not have dentistry as a privilege. Why should it be a privilege, a luxury only for for those people who have insurance, right? So those were the questions that were lingering because you reach a point in your career, you've done it all from cosmetic dentistry to aligners to implants run multiple practices you are then looking at a much more purposeful approach
0: yeah oh that makes so much sense oh this is and it's such a good like purpose to kind of have as well and I mean that's definitely something I know for a fact like a lot of people in their careers it's just like what is the impact I'm having like what what am I even doing like I think about this all the time where it's just like I made a I made a report today like what was the point? <laughs> like, why did I, like, what was the reasoning for? How did that help? And it's so interesting. So you said you migrated to Australia. Was that like during college or after like after you'd already graduated? Sorry. Uh,
1: my uh, my background is I got married early. I was married while in university itself. So I just uh, finished my university and then migrated immediately following my husband. Yep. Um, you know, a small town girl, uh, everything was uh, pretty much decided by the family. Uh, and and i would say thanks because i uncovered a lot of things quite early yeah i i started as a dental assistant in australia because while you're preparing for your exam to get graduated as a dentist i didn't want to waste time
0: yeah i
1: just didn't want to sit and study i wanted real like experience i i'm a people's person i want to know i want to i want to hear i'm a feedback oriented person i like to be on the field <laughs> so so I wanted to learn, and I wanted to know how things work in the Australian system. So I started um, as a dental assistant, as a dental nurse, and I enjoyed it all throughout. And when I graduated, and immediately, because of that experience, what I had, I could open up my own first practice.
0: I love so that. I think it's so I took important.
1: opportunity, and I I grabbed it. All, yeah. all the way, if it was thrown at me, I took it. I said yes, and then I figured out how to get to, to that work. Uh, um, sometimes i wonder why but i think the experience is what shapes you as a human being yeah and you have to fail you have to learn because those things keep you humble and uh, you have to explore new things all the time because that's what makes life more interesting
0: i love it so did you set up your own practice the first thing once you graduated or was that while you were working under a different practice so is that like straight no, no, into uh, the business ownership and stuff?
1: So um, I finished my dentistry in India and then I migrated to Australia straight away. I worked as a dental nurse here. Yep. I learned everything about management of uh, how it was all done. And then I partnered with another dentist that I was working under and okay. then we started our first practice straight away. Oh, look at that. And face. I was and I was 6 months pregnant. That was not totally planned when we started building the practice, but it happened. Yeah. Oh my God, um,
0: like just doing all the things at the one time. I like it.
1: <laughs> it was not doing it on purpose. It was yeah. happening. It was life. Yeah. And and you, I was way younger and I think 10, 11 years younger uh, at that time. And uh, you never thought about anything. You just went with the flow. It was yep. not about planning anything. <laughs> Nothing was going according to plan. And being a first-time business owner, uh, you were learning so many things. Uh, your marketing didn't work. Your hiring did not work. Uh, there were uh, issues with the billing and the pricing, and you were constantly learning. So you didn't have time to think at those times. <laughs> you just went with the flow.
0: I oh, like okay. I mean, I mean, definitely could say the same here i'm like and i think at the moment it's still like that for me anyway where i'm just like okay this new thing has happened let's just see where it'll go or i'll just say yes to 100 things and we'll figure it out when it happens and see how we can fix that when it comes up and, kind of a thing
1: and covid has changed a lot akansha covid yeah. has changed the way we view the world we did not think remotely what is uh what uh, the in- innovations that are happening remotely at the moment. Uh, Whether it is in the healthcare space, whether it is in the fintech space, the retail tech space, insure tech space, uh, or uh, you know, in the employee tech space that is happening, we did not think that was possible. The COVID has given us that opportunity, and somebody would have said yes to make it happen.
0: Yeah,
1: somebody was exploring that. So, having that mindset and open mindedness is, I think, what makes a real good business person and an entrepreneur.
0: I like that. That's great advice for kind of people going out there too. And I think I've definitely seen that happen where they're just like, no, no, no this is what I'm building and this needs to be exactly this way and it's going to work this way. And you're like, that, that's, no, it's, it's, you need to be flexible. Like nothing works the way you want it to work sometimes.
1: And I'm a dentist. We are a bit obsessive-compulsive, especially when we do cosmetic dentistry and aesthetics. Uh, the way we work and we are trained, we are much more obsessive-compulsive than the general population. And I see a lot of tech uh, that is being introduced in the dental space. And people are constantly, rather than releasing it out, they're constantly making it better and better and better and better. And while ours was, we released it out. (laughs) I like that. We failed. We failed. (laughs) When we released it out for the first time, we failed. Because I was like, let's put it in the hands of the consumer. Let them tell us, whether it is the dentist, whether it is the patient as, as our end user, let them tell us what they want. This is what we thought as a team right we uh but what is our end user saying so feedback is what makes your product perfect i had no idea i only did dentistry i only ran a couple of businesses so i had to learn how a product is introduced in the market how a technology is introduced in the market and when we started working on it it was COVID. Um, uh, you know, uh, AI was new. There was so many challenges around it, around the, the cyber security, around whether the data, how the data is being stored, uh, what is the regulatory and compliance, IP, and it was all new for me. I had never heard of anything. Forget um, AI. I'm like, how a coding is done, how the machine learning algorithms will work. I had no clue. But all I knew was we are going to bring dentists in your pocket. We are going to uh, democratize oral health care. We are going to remove these roadblocks, right? Yeah. We are going to be bringing general health and oral health together, pro- promote wellness, and make our product a part of everyday healthcare. This is it. I knew. Then we had to reverse engineer. So that was my journey into technology. I have learned along the way. I I, I have to be completely vulnerable and say I can't still code. But uh, but I'm part of product. I'm part of uh, designing the workflow, how, uh, you know, trialing it, uh, improving the efficiency, UI, UX, everything. But, and I've learned a lot and I'm enjoying it because I know at the end of the day what the purpose is, what the vision is for the product. And being aligned and focused on it is, is another strength in yeah. itself.
0: So talk to me about kind of, so you've built this business and you've kind of sh- like expanded it out. And there's so many different, how, where, how, where did the change kind of come in? So like you talked about the purpose and the reasoning and the planning behind why you wanted to build this vision. So how did that actually get, get implemented, right? So you're like, I want to do this. What, how did you figure out how to do this? Like the whole tech part? You, like did you-, you,
1: don't, you didn't, don't have to figure it out yourself. That's when you find people. Yeah. Uh, you, if, if it is all about you, then it is not a business. Uh, it is not a mission you can be the visionary you can be the leader leading the team walking them through it and everything but uh, you need team you need people who have the same passion for the problem you are solving you have to go and find them they don't come to you uh, it, you know it, it's like law of attraction so we the, the first challenge was to go and find the right team
0: so how did you do and that I, How was how did you find that Especially in the Australian market LinkedIn. during COVID, it's been super hard trying to find people.
1: LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and we were lucky to be in Queensland, where uh, networking events started uh, back. There was a lot of uh, support in the in the innovation space, in the tech space. Um. Uh, and I have always been a networker and a collaborator. So I, if I want something, I'll go and ask for it because I know the worst answer I can get is a no. Yeah.
0: But, I'll, but if always.
1: You know. And um, if and I also explored a lot of things in the U.S. space because technology in the U.S. space in uh, the Asian Asian markets was quite advanced. So I did not hesitate to go and ask for help even there. Uh, who whoever I knew in the space, I asked them. I piggybacked on them, asked for references, went and interviewed them, discussed uh, the workflows, or I did not even know uh, what um, you know the the jargons they used.
0: Yeah, how did you find that? (laughs) Like, how did you find kind of trying to get your head around like all the different specific words
1: and the buzzwords everywhere? Uh, Let me take you to the most basic things, wireframes. Wire and frames. It made no sense. I'm like, (laughs) how can frames have voice on them, right? Imagine, because I started at that naive level that I didn't understand what wireframes were. But today we do today we do what it is uh, you know different levels of testing that happens uh, to everything but it was hard they had to educate so I had to find a team that was okay for me to be naive, but I could trust them that they were not exploiting uh, us because uh, we were a self-funded startup at that time uh, but also had the courage the humbleness honesty and the patience to train me as well because (laughs) end of the day i was the one that was the face of the company at that time so i had to be educated on the technology at least on how it is done why it is done that way uh from a cyber security point of view from a data point of view they had to train me in all that so i had to find a team that we could connect and could understand the mission as well and it's not just a project for them yeah who came together so the first and foremost challenge was to bring the team and then figure out where i'm going to get the data from
0: <laughs> that's that was going to be my next question it was just i mean so anytime when you're talking about ar or anything or like trying to build intelligence into something it's a case of we've got the people to do it and now we've got the machines to do it How, what do we do it on? yeah data
1: was another challenge because uh, it's not readily available what we were trying to do is bring in uh, smartphone technology AI and computer vision we yep. were trying to trend on the selfie culture make uh, make dental care um, remotely available be a part of everyday health you know everyday health care uh, so that kind of data was not readily available we had to go and find for that that took a lot of time uh, finding the people for that finding the data for that then uh, what's that uh, uh, de de-identifying the data, uh, then labeling it—you uh, <laughs> name it—it's been a journey in itself. Uh, and then finding the right team to even label it, and yeah. uh, even educating our engineers because they are uh, AI engineers are somebody that they're constantly training the models. But healthcare is something they just can't treat it as a data set and a labeling. There is emotions attached. There is people attached there. And especially when it comes to your mouth, I have been a part of the ecosystem. We design smiles. Uh, Your teeth is not just your teeth. It's something that promotes nutrition because you chew your food. Uh, Your teeth is not just your teeth. It's also to build your confidence when you smile. So we had to train our AI engineers to bring in emotion in it to understand how the labelling is done. So a lot of training went into training them to become mini dentists as well.
0: <laughs> and I think that's so, so important as well, like as in the people building the product need to understand who the product is kind of targeting and understand what they're gonna get out of it. And it's that is literally what, one of the hardest parts of people understanding that. And for the fact that you're training them essentially into being mini dentists is amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, then it came to finding uh, the right operations team, the customer success team, accounts management team. And I hadn't recruited for all this. We've pretty much recruited for dentists and uh, practice managers and dental assistants in the past, office admin. But I have enjoyed my journey. It has um, pretty much opened my uh, capabilities uh, into running an organization, now that I call it. We are going to the next stage. And uh, that kind of a uh, leadership training and experience um, I had to uncover to be the person I am today. so it's been an interesting journey uh, and it's not done yet and we are exploring uh, newer um, horizons at the moment on how the product fits into different verticals um, and it's not just the dental industry but also how to bring in the other key players in the dental ecosystem, that could be the insurance providers, uh, that could be the product companies, that could be the huge corporates, that are the DSOs that are playing in that market, and how can we work together uh, into solving the problem for our customer that's the end user.
0: So just as a quick snippet of like a really quick elevator pitch, so what exactly does um, Smilo, is that what it is at the called right? Smilo.ai. Ah, Smil- oh, I mixed up the last letters. Smilo.ai. Like, so if you were to explain that to like people listening in so they can understand, go have a look at it. What exactly does it do at the moment?
1: Smilo.ai is in a nutshell, a dentist in your pocket. You can access it anytime, any place. From a click of a button, because it uses smartphone technology, you can click a few pictures, put it in there. Our AI, uh, our AI um, is trained to identify different oral problems, also help you simulate your smile from the comfort of your home, and find personalized recommendations for you. So it brings you and your dentist on the same page, and you're more inclined towards personalized care and preventative.
0: Oh, I know for a fact, my sister's been looking into getting her smile fixed, even though I think it's perfectly fine, but she sees a difference I'm like I'm gonna get her Is to try Zoom?
1: it again Is Zoom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, that's amazing, and I think it's interesting, right like there's a i and all these things, and technology in general can help in so many different aspects of kind of everything out there at the moment. And I haven't, I'm sure there's a lot of technology in dentistry, don't get me wrong, I know there is, like modeling up how teeth should look or Invisalign and all these different things. But I think it's super interesting to be able to bring that back down to the consumer, right? Back down to the person. Like, how can we make this the easiest for you? How does this, is the simplest format? And I think not enough is being done in that at all, like in not just in dentistry, but across different areas. And it's so interesting to see someone in the field being like, no, 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 I think we can do better. And let me just leverage something I don't know anything about and see how we can
1: make it better. (laughs) See, the lockdowns have affected our businesses a lot. Um, We are not federal funded. Uh, Most of our clients do either out of pocket or are insurance covered. Right. And one thing I have realized now with this extended lockdowns, our businesses get affected because if if a patient or a customer doesn't walk into our business, we don't have a business. Yeah. So a patient led platform. That, that gives the control and transparency for our patients, but at the same time helps us as dental practitioners or practice owners to run our business, keep the revenue flow, be in touch and communicate with our patients on a regular basis. Because otherwise, a, de- a patient uh, visits your dental practice once a year, twice a year. Yeah. But this will give us a better insight on our patients' oral health and what their actual needs are. Yep. Otherwise, uh, in the 15 or 30 minutes of appointment that I see you, how much am I going to know about you? How is uh, chronic health affecting your oral health? How am I going to be having the time to explore all that? But yeah. this technology will uh, will give us the patient insight that we are looking at, help us qualify them, pre-screen, pre-triage, um, and and help them with early identification as well. Because we are all living longer.
0: That's the thing. Is we I? want <laughs> the
1: teeth if we yes. want to enjoy food. We want to enjoy social life. We want to be more confident. We all need beautiful teeth. God, yeah.
0: I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, a lot of people forget the fact that we're living longer. And I mean, at times I remember it, and I'm like, oh my god, gotta make sure like the pension's correct, or I gotta make sure that things are correct and make sure you're healthy. For some reason, teeth isn't something I've ever thought about in that order, <laughs> which is no, weird. Because... And now that's all I'm gonna think about. <laughs>
1: No, I'll tell you something, When uh, being a dentist, we see patients day in, day out. That's our world. But when I went into figuring out the technology part of it, people are like, why is teeth important? What's teeth about? Uh, globally, less than 15% of our, of the population globally have accessibility to dental care. 65% of our patients choose suboptimal treatment. We have less than 33% compliance rate. Wow. So imagine, the education is not there. People are not aware. And why are they not aware? Because they don't have something easy. There's fear associated with it. There's anxiety associated with it. You have to leave your home, work, lose your wages to get to your dental appointment. And when you get in there, we are supposed to be giving you a bill. Affordability becomes a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So many times in my career, I've been asked, am I paying for your next BMW? <laughs> right? and there are times where you have to probably take two steps behind and then present the treatment plan to your patient yeah so that we this awkwardness of communication this awkwardness can be easily eliminated if we can make um, something like this readily available for them
0: which we it's
1: you know incentivize them incentivize them for their proactive health because oral health these days have connection with diabetes pregnancy cancer heart you know heart diseases alzheimer's there is a correlation everywhere and we don't realize it
0: why are people not shouting about this from the rooftops oh my god this has been just like a life lesson in and of itself i love this and i think i mean i'll think back about it to my own life i mean i'm lucky that i have health insurance that covers like every six months like Clean up and check up and everything. And if I have a emergency, it's also covered in terms of I can go ad hoc and get it checked out. And oh my god, like as in I take it for granted. Don't get me wrong, I've just got a recurring six month booking in. I'm like, yep, it'll get checked up. I won't think about it. It's fine. And my dentist cries at me about like flossing, and I'm like, I swear I do it, and it's just never right. (laughs) It's never enough, but I swear I do it. (laughs) And it's just so interesting where I'm like, the only time I actually fully think about it is probably like that week of the couple of days before I get my teeth cleaned and then the couple of days where I'm like oh this feels amazing and I won't think about my teeth again and all these numbers and the statistics of like everything that's connected and the fact that what did you say about 15% of people actually take care of it and I'm like I I don't understand
1: (laughs) imagine about this how many times do you uh, use your teeth every day you use it to smile at least 300 times a day, you are using it to eat, so many times you're munching on it, and then we all have parafunctional habits, either we are biting nails, putting a a pen in your mouth, Um, at night you're snoring, there is, uh, you know, there is so many other things, and your mouth is your gateway to your entire body. And yet, over these many human years that we've had, it's got the least amount of appreciation or least amount of um, uh, what is that uh, attention attention yeah right so I just don't understand um, why it should be a privilege uh, people think dentistry is only for the rich dentistry is only as a luxury but it does not need to be like that it should be part of your everyday healthcare system and it's not a dream it can be made reality right now
0: and uh, I love that you're making such headways into making that happen Um just Okay, so just to kind of get an idea in my own head for the timeline. So did, you, did the whole SMILO, uh, Smilo stuff happen kind of at the start of COVID? Is that where that all actually started building up? Or was that something you were already planning? Like, did COVID accelerate it? Yes,
1: 2019, uh, March, I came up with my book on practice yeah. ownership. And I promised myself that if uh, when I finish writing the book and I release and um, it gets well accepted in the industry, I'll take my trip to the Silicon Valley. We have always heard about this, right? You've heard about all this—Steve uh, Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. So I want to go to the Silicon Valley to see what it is. I want to walk on the roads. I want to be uh, sitting on the same uh, bench, probably where they sat. So I decided to go to Silicon Valley. And I—you won't believe—like a typical tourist, walking around it for three, four days, sitting, lying down. You know, I'm thinking did was this the place they were imagining it and of course you make friends and you meet your friends that you already know and at that one of the uh, at one of those meetings my friend was showing me what ai was doing in the retail space and, uh, and end of the day i'm quite curious so i was more about the experience yeah. than the tech as such yeah. so when we were discussing the experience of it i said this is dentistry patients <laughs> have to pay for it Right? This is dentistry. This is typically like they ask, they find out if that is the right thing for them. Yeah. Uh, they get more understanding of that fits them, right? And then they do it. So I said, this is dentistry. This is what we need in dentistry because this will eliminate communication errors. This will uh, give more transparency, keep the dentist and the patient on the same page. And uh, this will help us find a new market. You know that 47% of our population that doesn't go to the dentist it will help us expand our market yeah and and promote education and care and that's what my turning point was but it but just because you have a vision you can't get started yeah you have to come run your surveys, find with from your other colleagues and peers and everything find the market trends that are happening in, in uh, day-to-day lives. Dentistry only happens once or twice a year. Um, uh, but you're going into Woolworths, you're going into your bank accounts, you're going into your car on a daily basis. You're all probably shopping on online on Amazon on a daily basis. So I had to figure out the market trends, how it's going in there. And then COVID accelerated everything because health tech, med tech got a big, um, a big push because everything till then with respect to health tech was face to face. Yeah. The lockdowns gave us the opportunity to explore telehealth and see what AI could do in automation, could do to improve efficiency, productivity. So that was my, uh, something that started as uh, a curiosity and I thought I'll probably make this as my full time in five years time, COVID, COVID just, you know, made yeah. it happen quite early, which I wasn't prepared at that time. And I had to balance everything that was going on to what uh, was put in front of me. It was 20-hour days trying to figure it out, trying to understand, trying to learn. Um, but I think it's for the greater good. Like and this will, this will actually um, promote better oral care, but also at the same time, Bring better life balance, get more time for the dentist, and they can probably run their businesses from anywhere in the world as well.
0: I think that's the key to it as well, right? Like, I mean, I was a user of telehealth before kind of COVID happened. I'd used it a few times before, and I was like, You're telling me I'm dying sick, and I can just call and be like, Hey, this is what's happening instead of trying. And this was especially a thing where I was living in college. I'm like, I didn't have a means to go. Get in a car because I didn't have a car to go to a doctor, right? And I was just like, I meant to walk, even though I have got food poisoning, all the way to the thing to be like, hey, I need like a a checkup and be like a note saying I'm sick. And it's just bizarre to me that that was a thing. And then I was like, I'm like, oh, wait, I can just call someone and I can explain this and I can just have a chat. This is amazing. Like, this makes such a difference. And the whole part that you mentioned about like this kind of fear attached to dentistry which I don't think I ever really had And I don't know how I got away with not having that fear because everyone I seem to know has like oh don't want to be at the dentist terrifying and I'm like but why I never understood where that came from and to even take that part out of like here's possibly what could be go- like what's happening and here's possible solutions and this is how it'll work now it's an appointment set up and go do it I think that helps so much to kind of even get rid of that fear at the start of it
1: Imagine there is about 37% of our population that has dental fear. They, they don't even look into your eyes. They don't even want to talk to you on the phone. And then you are telling them their teeth is horrible and these things need to be done. Can you imagine the pressure they are going through? This just, Smilo was built with an intention that they can see all that at home without being feeling that somebody is judging them.
0: Yeah.
1: And... Even if they don't want to talk, we are all used to WhatsApping these days so they can chat with the dentist on a secure platform and feel comfortable doing that even before they attend their first. And the dentist has got an opportunity to check all the data, qualify that a person, uh, pre-screen them and understand them even before uh, they have come into the dental practice and that 30 minutes goes into patient care Rather than building a repo and everything else, because for a dentist, when they are working, that's when they may, they are paid, isn't it? Yeah. So this gives them a chance to save on their uh, protective equipment, uh, save uh, on uh, you know their front office spending so much time on uh, patients. Yeah. Everything can be digitalized because we've digitalized that entire patient check-in. Oh,
0: that's so good. So,
1: So it's saving time for them and they can then concentrate on the patient, patient care. Otherwise right now you have to go into the waiting room, check in, fill in the forms. Poor thing, the girl pretty much is uh, attending the phones, doing the billing for somebody, giving the form to you, scanning it. But her job should be to take care of you because most of them who walk into the dental practice have some kind of a fear or awkwardness i i would i would have said if i'm seeing 10 patients a day at least eight will tell me i hate dentists i'm like yeah i'm one of them that's why i don't look at myself in the mirror
0: (laughs) i mean like i'm one of those in fairness like just like i'm one of those patients that i'm like i kind of don't want to know what you're about to do just do it all and you can tell me about it later i'm like just i'll just close my eyes i'll just hear drills like don't tell me what you're going to do. I had one dentist and she was like, So I'm about to put an injection here and it's going to And I'm like, Don't tell me. The minute I know what's happening, the images are weird to me. And I'm like, You can tell me about it all after you're done. I don't want to hear it first.
1: <laughs> but I yeah. think
0: it's interesting. And I mean, maybe the difference for me is just like, Because I don't know what's going to happen after that, I'm like, Is it going to be worse than what I just went through? And it kind of solves that again in that pre assessment part of it, where it's like, This is what might be coming up. And at least I know it. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. This is fine. This is not the bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know what uh, is to be done. You know, the, you, you know the person who's going to do it. You trust them. You've built a rapport. And uh, you um, have figured out how it is going to be done in how many appointments uh, and everything, right? Yeah. And then when you go and see that person, you already know them. Yeah. And they already know you. They know that you are educated uh, rather than uh, communicating and feeling awkward telling you a treatment plan
0: yeah oh, and I they it.
1: exactly know rather than just uh spending time talking about your only one problem they can treat you as a whole
0: yeah and i think like look it's been such a good chat especially because and i mean i've definitely noticed it, like everything just comes back to patient care and it's how can we make this better for the people and that is such a good like place to be in especially when you're building any kind of technology where like the focus is always back to the actual user and the person and I don't know how anything you can be doing is better to be honest than that
1: <laughs> you need interactions you uh, and uh, our next generation of millennials um, uh, may even your generation for that matter is tech friendly tech savvy digital pretty much and we need something interactive to uh, keep you guys engaged isn't it uh, yeah. and that is that is one of the most important things that every small or medium-sized business has to go through that evolution now. In the next five to 10 years, that will be the biggest trend that will be taking over. You have to be digital friendly because otherwise um, in, in a profession like dentistry, where cost is quite a huge thing driving it, how are you going to manage retention, loyalty, engagement, or else you'll be spending all your budget on acquiring new patients all the time which is oh, not sustainable.
0: No, and I think if you think, I mean, I definitely think about this, where I'm like, the GP I go to, I essentially have stayed with that GP because they have an online platform that I can easily book because anytime I call them, it's about a 25-minute wait on a phone. And I hate exactly. calling that GP. But I mean, I know they've got a platform where I can just book it in, right? ComBank, I stay with that bank just because I like their online platform. It's the only app that actually functions properly compared to all the oh, other right. ones. And... The fact that GPs are already at this stage of like everything's online booking and it's keeping up with like the different trends. Nobody wants to call a GP and stay there for like 25 minutes and be like, okay, cool. I can come in that day, done. For like a 10 second conversation, you're waiting 25 minutes. And I think dentistry is the next, like it does need to get to that. And this is definitely on its way to helping get there.
1: Absolutely. And that's where we want to concentrate on that. Patients are well-educated. Patients are very well taken care of. Uh, and the entire process is transparent they feel in control they have the convenience oh, and yeah. imagine then the then the engagement we are going to achieve and the loyalty uh it would pr- pretty much be like the dental uh, like the medical one
0: no this has been such a great chat i think and i mean looking over the whole kind of journey overall where like it's just been the step-by-step step of like, let me learn something new. How can we make this better? How can we make it better for the patient? And I am obsessed with that thought. And I think you're doing such great work across the way. And just in case of like, okay, we need to help patients. How do we do it? Tech, the best of both worlds. For me. See, I
1: was, I was a part of it. I am a part of the ecosystem, right? I am a dentist. So I understand the dentist psychology that being a service provider is the tech going to take me away, take my job away. Yeah. But dentistry is still a people's people's profession, yeah. so uh, any technology is only a tool uh, to to get better efficiency and productivity yeah. of your time, of your skill, um, and uh, uh, what pro- what delivery of care you want to do. Okay, but I also interacted with patients, so I was like, what are they looking for? What is their roadblocks, and what is so while you are working in the ecosystem, we were also working on the ecosystem to understand the real problems and where there was a, a you know um, where there was a gap in the system. Yeah. So that's where we are trying to be a common gateway between patients and uh, be patient led and have, give them a better patient-provider experience, but also. At the background bring dental and medical integration together oh
0: what a great like way to wrap it all up into one thing and i think it's yeah no it's so great And i think i hope if someone's listening and they're in a different industry where tech isn't such a big thing like it inspires them to kind of get into it because there are still so many things that aren't fully across that yet and i think it's just a case of it's not going to be people like me that are like oh, i'm a data scientist i work in tech that can go and build something like this from scratch in dentistry because I don't know the market. I I would have to work with someone who is a dentist, right? And the hope is just for people like yourself to take that initiative and get out there and find people like me to go help make all this stuff happen. So I'm very glad. This is such a good chat. Thank you so much for your time.
1: No, look, uh, everybody has a unique skill. Everybody has a unique strength. If we start working on our weaknesses, our strengths go waste. So I would rather partner up or I, I rather bring people with other strengths than I have into my team and make us more, grow more faster.
0: Yeah.
1: I, and as a team, I would say we are very agile and uh, we are um, very, very much focused on the end result than the path we take. We are quite ready to pivot if we can get there faster and more efficiently as well. So having that leadership team is also very essential oh, when you're solving a problem. Yeah, so, and I
0: think especially the whole like agile thing. And I think you mentioned that you're like, we just wanted to get the product out there. Let the people tell us. And I'm like, that is very agile of you. I like it.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and it is not normal of me because I'm a dentist. Before I have checked the smile, I cannot send it out. And and there was a lot of unlearning to do as a human for me during this process, um, especially for me, because I was the one who didn't come from the tech industry at all. Yeah. Um, so there there is still a lot of unlearning when we are discussing uh, user experience and everything. We are changing the UI all the time and the UX all the time. Uh, there is so much learning for me from a psychological point of view of the user, because end of the day, it's. Though we uh, made it for a patient-led dentist experience, there is also another stakeholder that plays a key role. That is our staff in the practice. Yeah. So we had to understand all that. So it has made me a better person. This entire journey has made me a better person and also made me realize how important the job of engineers, graphic designers, data scientists, (laughs) is in the world uh, and help me come out of this dental bubble.
0: Oh, I like it. And I don't know where we'd be if we stayed in our bubbles anyway. So it's a great little way into kind of joining up all the bubbles and making it a very collaborative space, I think, all together.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been uh, one of my best candid talks. Ooh,
0: I love that. Um,
1: <laughs> and, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's been um, great to share the intention and the vision on how smilo.ai was was born
0: yeah oh and i think this is great and i think i love the actual like thing of like hey i know where my strengths are i'm gonna stick to them and i'll find the people who like complement my weaknesses and we'll build across a team and we'll get there and you really just kind of sparked it all up and i love that you made the most of everything you could in the time that you had and when there was an opportunity to just go for it
1: and if you are on a drive uh, and a vision like this There is somewhere you have to be selfless because it is not about you. It's not about what only you want to accomplish. Uh, So it uh, it also uh, comes down to the team and having the right people with the right mindset with uh, who who can complement you and can work with you and uh, go through the craziness with you. You need that culture.
0: Oh, this has been so great! Like all the way from like studying and just making the most of it from the books all the way to here and you're just doing all the things and i love that
1: and i forgot to mention i'm a mother of two kids
0: that's honestly and i mean the biggest part of this all isn't it like
1: <laughs> and uh, and um guys uh i want to also mention it was my childhood dream to be a model and a beauty queen i in all this even went and uncovered this you can keep uh this in the recording or not but I even went and explored that area. So if you want something, go and do it now because the time is now. You never give up. And uh, nobody is going to turn your dreams into reality if you don't take the first step.
0: Oh, look, what a, what a little bit to end on. Also, you were in beauty pageants. That is such a random ad and I
1: love this. <laughs> did it. Went to Mexico. I love I came that. in the final five. <laughs> I did it it was not oh. about winning it was about that journey yeah it's not I always think. about making something uh, as a winner it's also being open-minded for that experience and what you make out of that and building your network and collaborations there as well
0: oh this is just too much for me at this stage Let's you can cut this off
1: if you want oh 100 it's
0: staying see. in there <laughs> Oh, I love it look we'll leave it off there for this episode I think there was just so many great little parts of this um, that I'm sure is going to be really helpful for other people kind of trying to think about transitioning into a different pivot altogether um, thank you so much for your time Dr. Padma and we'll be back again in two weeks time with another episode of Pass Covered with another journey hopefully just as fabulous as this one and until then stay safe
1: thank you thanks Akanksha